Birmingham Museums Trust is the biggest charitable trust of its type in the UK. The trust cares for the city of Birmingham's collections, which include hundreds of thousands of objects, many of them rarely seen by the public because of the shortage of exhibition space. But whether on display or in storage, the collections are maintained by an expert team of curators and conservators. In this new series of podcasts, History West Midlands publisher Mike Gibbs invites the people who look after these world-class collections of arts, crafts, archaeological and scientific artefacts to select a favourite item and tell its story. Through them we meet warriors, gods, engineers, craftsmen, painters and jewellers, all found here in Birmingham's unique collections. Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery is full of surprises, and one of its undiscovered gems is its collection of Islamic and South Asian art. We're joined by Rebecca Bridgman. Rebecca, please tell us a bit about how you came to be here at Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery. Okay, well, my position was created in 2012, so it's a new position. And I came here in October 2012 as the first curator of Islamic and South Asian art, um, which is a really exciting position to be in because it allows me to uncover the gems, as you said, of Birmingham's collection. And what are those gems? Well, the collection is a largely historic collection. Um, It dates to between the 17th and the 19th centuries on the whole. It's about 1,500 objects and they're mostly 3D objects. We have everything from textiles and dress to woodwork, ceramics, um, metalwork and arms and armour. And they come from throughout the Islamic world, so from North Africa to Turkey, right the way over to South Asia as well. Why is it here in Birmingham? Well, a lot of the collection was acquired in the late 19th century. It actually includes some of the first objects that were acquired for Birmingham museums. And the reason that they were acquired was they were examples of superb craftsmanship um, that served as examples to Birmingham makers. They were an inspiration for them in terms of the technology and the design of the pieces. So these objects were really kind of world-class and important objects right from the 19th century up to the present day. So you're relatively new here. Is it still a voyage of discovery for you amongst the collection? Yeah, there's certainly. Um, you know, we've, we've highlighted a few amazing pieces, but there are still things that I need to do with some more research on to really discover their true importance. Why was it neglected up until now? Um, I think that because they haven't had anybody with a specialist knowledge in Birmingham before, that people, you know, realised these were beautiful and important objects in terms of the history of the museum, but they didn't necessarily have the knowledge of the Islamic world and of Islamic and South Asian art to really say, well, actually, this piece is better than anything else in other museums locally or even nationally. Um, So that's really the reason why. And there are many items which are better than those in other museums nationally? I mean, obviously, it's not a huge collection, but there is certainly, I'd say, a group of up to 50 objects that are really of international significance. So it's a really exciting process of discovery. And you brought us to see one particular item. Could you describe it for us? Well, the item that I've brought to your attention is um, actually a contemporary object, but it's an object that has been inspired by the past in the same way that Birmingham makers in the 19th century were inspired by historic examples of Islamic art. This contemporary sculpture 
um, was also inspired by the Islamic tradition of artwork. It's by a British sculptor called Halima Cassell, who has a British-Asian heritage herself, and it was only made a couple of years ago. Um, so it's a new and exciting addition to our collection that was acquired with the support of the Art Fund. It's a marble sculpture. It's made of white marble from Italy that has kind of veins of grey and flecks of mica in it. And it's basically a kind of teardrop shape, but it's engraved and incised with deep lines to create this flowing sculpture. And some children actually say it looks like a bit like a Mr Whippy ice cream. And that's the kind of a good description of the shape. But it's incredible to think that this flowing and moving sculpture has been created from marble and very recently as well. Why did you particularly choose this piece? Um, well, for me, it's a really exciting piece um, because I've been able to work with a living artist, Halima, and I could see straight away when I first encountered her work that it was not just outstandingly beautiful, but it had um, important historic links with Islamic art. So it's inspired largely by Arabic letters, so it also links into our historic collection because the Arabic alphabet was formed in the first decades of Islam. It's very important to a lot of Muslims in the city. And um, that also links directly into our historic collection because a lot of Islamic art has inscriptions and has calligraphy on it. So in terms of showing how a living artist is inspired by historic art and how together contemporary and historic works can really talk about the relevance and importance of art from the Middle East and South Asia, I think for me that's why it was particularly inspirational. I guess your collection, more than some of the others here in the Museum and Art Gallery, is particularly relevant to a very important and large part of the modern-day population of Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a very important reason why we wanted to acquire this piece um, by a British-Asian artist who's really becoming um, one of the leading sculptors internationally. And we felt that it was something that would reflect the population in Birmingham and enable us to create more displays that were relevant to the whole population in Birmingham to make people feel like Birmingham Museums was a museum for everyone in the city. Do you have any specific plans for future exhibitions? We're hoping to um, build on the work that we've been doing over the last few years. We've had an exhibition on Islamic calligraphy, two exhibitions on contemporary art, and um, we're hoping in the future to create um, an exhibition on faith in Birmingham, but also to really sort of investigate the collections and create new displays, because there is, at the moment, no dedicated gallery to Islamic and South Asian art, and we hope as this process of discovery of the collection continues that would be something that will change. What messages should we take away from this collection? I mean, I think the collection has a massive potential because the Middle East, South Asia, they're so often in the news at the moment. And I think the collection has the potential to give an alternative perspective on those regions. It showcases the fantastic artwork, the superb craftsmanship, and also the very important history of those regions. And I think it can promote understanding and discussion of those regions that will allow um, people in the city to understand each other's heritage and culture a lot better. Rebecca, thank you. Each year, more than a million people visit the museums and heritage sites run by Birmingham Museums Trust. 
it is an independent charity that raises half of the funds it needs to operate, whilst trying to ensure that access to a large proportion of the collections remains free to all. You can ensure that these incredible collections remain accessible and support the conservation of these internationally important treasures by donating at the Birmingham Museums Trust website www.birminghammuseums.org.uk Thank you.